It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and to subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays right here on the show, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, if you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise? Then this is the game for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. My listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's in all caps in the game store. Now, I'll get into the absurdity of that mock draft that y'all keep bringing up to me about the Carolina Panthers trading away the ninth pick for Justin Fields, and then the Chicago Bears not only getting the number one overall pick and keeping it, but also getting the Panthers' ninth overall pick. I'll talk about the absurdity of that and why it makes absolutely no sense for them to even do that deal, but to do a deal for Justin Fields at this point in time to try and fix their quarterback problem here in Carolina. So I'll talk about that momentarily, but I got to keep talking about this staff, y'all, that Frank Reich is building with David Tepper's money because it keeps getting better and better and better. We already have Ejero Ivero here in Carolina, one of the young, bright, defensive minds who interviewed for the job. It looked like he wasn't going to come back and be to D.C., but money talks, whatever the allure of the Panthers in the first place, was also enough for him to want to come back here and to coach up this defense. You got Dom Capers, the first coach in franchise history, back here in a senior defensive role. You got some other guys like James Campen still on the staff, an offensive line coach, Chris Tabor still as special teams coordinator. Now the Carolina Panthers get even more experience on coaching staff by bringing in Jim Caldwell, who had interviewed also for the head job here in Carolina. I believe he was the first interview that the Panthers conducted last month during the uh, interview process here in Carolina to find their next head coach that ended up being Frank Reich, who was Indianapolis as the quarterback coach in 2009 and 2010 under the Indianapolis head coach back then, Jim Caldwell. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Jim Caldwell, 67 years old. 18 years of experience in the National Football League, 62-50 and 50 as a head coach, 26-22 and 22 in Indianapolis, where he went to Super Bowl and lost, then 36-28 and 28 in Detroit, where they were god-awful once he was fired in favor of Matt Patricia. And until this past season, where they had a winning record going 9-8 and eight with Dan Campbell 
as head coach, they have been one of the worst franchises in the National Football League. But Jim Caldwell won there. One year spent as an OC, 10 years spent as a quarterback coach in the NFL, a wealth of experience, and a coach who has become somewhat of the poster boy. And I know he's a grown man, so not necessarily the right way to phrase it as far as poster boy, poster man of black coaches who had success as coaches in the past, not getting an opportunity to be a head coach of another NFL franchise. Leslie Frazier is certainly one of those to not even get a sniff this past hiring cycle. As far as the interview goes, we talk about Steve Wilkes, his situation here in Carolina. Caldwell is someone who has constantly interviewed for these jobs cycle after cycle, year after year. Has not coached since 2009, 2019 rather, when he was down in Miami as a quarterback coach for them. And he has sat there, tried to get jobs, has not been hired. And according to Ian Rapport, a lot of teams have tried and failed to bring in Caldwell in a similar role like he's here in Carolina as a senior assistant where he's not just going to work with offense, he's going to work with the defense as well. He's actually a coach who played defensively back at Iowa in college before moving over to the offensive side of the ball as a coach in the professional ranks. And he's also going to work with the special teams of Chris Tabor and that entire unit. So he's going to be all over this organization being, I guess, in a way kind of that mentor for Frank Reich as well. And uh, I would talk a couple weeks ago, I guess it was last week to Stephen Holder of ESPN.com who covers the Indianapolis Colts was there throughout the entirety of Frank Reich's tenure in Indianapolis. And he probably even spent some time up there when Jim Caldwell was the head coach for the Colts. He talked about on Twitter that Caldwell really respects Frank Reich. So that has to be the reason why he would take this job here in Carolina. You now look at it, Frank Reich, Ajero Averro, and Jim Caldwell, all three of those men interviewed for the head coaching job here in Carolina. Of course, Frank Reich got the job. Caldwell is deciding to come here because he has so much respect for Frank Reich. And Frank, once upon a time, worked for him. And maybe, I don't know, Jim Caldwell is giving up an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL again. It certainly does not seem like the opportunity is coming, considering a lot of people like Jim Ursay out there with the Colts, who they just hired Shane Steich. And we're going to talk about that momentarily and the impact that might have here in Carolina as far as the OC search goes. But he said in his press conference, he wanted to get an offensive coach because they're planning on getting a young quarterback. The Carolina Panthers clearly going to get a young quarterback from all accounts that we've seen so far, but David Tepper brought up the rules and how that changes and how it's more in the favor of the offense to why he wanted an offensive coach. That has been the, the tagline for a lot of these owners the last couple of years. Now, I did see Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator from Philadelphia Eagles, who just lost Super Bowl on Sunday. He got the job out in Arizona. D'Amico Ryan's got the job down there in Houston. And then the third job going to Sean Payton in Denver. So three offensive coaches, Two defensive coaches, one of the five coaches is black in D'Amico Ryan's going back to the Houston Texans where he started off his NFL career after playing at the University of Alabama. But Caldwell decides to come here because he has respect for Frank Reich. I don't know if he would be on a coaching staff anywhere in the NFL unless Frank Reich was a head coach like he was this year. And I don't know if Frank Reich tried to hire him in Indianapolis or not, but according to Rappaport and Stephen Holder, there have been teams that have called and asked for his services and for his mentorship. And he's like, I'm good. I want to run my own franchise. And that has not happened. And then you talk about a Jero Averro, who I had mentioned from the conversation I had with someone the night before Averro actually took the job here in Carolina. He was someone who seemingly would wait to see if the Rams job came open. Raheem Morris was a finalist for the job out there in Indianapolis, will return as a DC out there in LA under Sean McVay. Also, the Vikings job was open. Kevin O'Connell and Averro spent time on the same staff there with McVay in LA. Maybe that would make sense for him to go there. But for whatever reason, he decided, hey, the money is good. But also, what attracted him to Carolina to even interview in the first place was clearly 
clearly enough for him to want to come here, work with this young defensive unit, which I think can be one of the top five in the NFL with the right scheme filling a couple of these holes, and of course, just the development and the talent that's already on the roster. So now you have an experienced head coach in Frank Reich, an experienced head coach in the past in Jim Caldwell, not to mention Josh McCown, who's not that far removed from being a quarterback in this league, who has apparently an excellent breakdown of C.J. Stroud, who could be the next Carolina Panthers quarterback with underdog fantasy. That's what it was on on YouTube, so go try and find that. I got to watch it. Someone sent it to me uh, today, so let me go check that out at some point in time. Josh McCown, who worked at Myers Park with Jarek May, who's gone out there and looked terrific this past season with North Carolina. Apparently, he's top in the Heisman odds heading into the 2023 college football season. Whether that happens or not, really immaterial. But he's someone scouts are already talking about him and Caleb Williams as the top two quarterbacks and a potential number one overall pick, depending on how things shake out this season with college football, but also with wants and needs in the NFL when the draft rolls around in 2024, wherever it is in that time period in April. But he's working with Drake May. He's been a mentor to a guy like Sam Darnold back in New York where Sam struggled, but had McCallum there. And he's also worked with Carson Wentz, and he's been in the league and was very close to even getting a head coaching job with the Houston Texans the last two hiring cycles, but because of the climate of a lot of the minority coaches not getting an opportunity, I think the Houston Texans really backed off. And the NFL probably told him, hey, please don't do this to us. But you got Josh McCallum, Reich, Caldwell, not to mention whoever the OC is going to be. And then, hopefully, the Panthers are smart and get a veteran backup quarterback. All of those there to help a young quarterback come in here, presumably a rookie, learn, grow, develop with Reich, Caldwell, McCown, whoever the OC is, and then maybe an Andy Dalton, a Jacoby Brissett, a Sam Darnold as that veteran backup. That is the perfect scenario you're looking for for a young rookie to come here to Carolina. And I love the staff that so far Frank Reich has built and that David Tepper has funded. I'm going to continue to give the owner here in Carolina praises because when he does bad, I I trash him. But when he's doing well, like right now, you got to give the man his flowers, got to give him his props. My mother always told me, Give credit when credit is due, and credit is absolutely due to Frank Reich, David Tepper, and his Carolina Panthers organization for the staff that they're building right now. Now, there still are questions, though, about what's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball as far as the OC is. Now, we know one thing. Deuce Staley will not be the offensive coordinator here in Carolina. He was officially announced on Tuesday afternoon as the running backs coach and the assistant head coach, the same position that he held back in Detroit under Dan Campbell with the Lions, moved here to Carolina because his family, his mother apparently is ailing in nearby Columbia, South Carolina, so want to be closer, but also a really good hire. Fantastic running back back when he played in the NFL with the Eagles, was on the same staff with Frank Reich back in 2017 that won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady in that amazing game where Nick Foles went out there and balled out. So glad to have him on the roster. Um, But it really looks like at this point in time, Jim Bob Cooter could be the answer at OC. And I said on yesterday's show that if Jim Bob Cooter was a top option for Frank Reich, he might have already been hired before. Again, though, the Carolina Panthers need to hire or interview another external minority candidate, which they're going to do a second interview with Thomas Brown of the Los Angeles Rams on Thursday. But who else might they be able to talk to? Will Brian Johnson be available to talk to Carolina, or will the Eagles not allow him to go out there and interview? Will he be elevated to the job as Shane Steichen was officially announced and introduced as opening press conference on Tuesday afternoon up in Indianapolis as the Colts' next head coach. He says, though, that he is going to be the play caller, so maybe that might make it difficult for someone like a Kevin Petula, who's also been linked to Carolina, to want to follow him. And not to mention, too, Jonathan Gannon, 
The D.C. there in Philadelphia, he's taking a job out in Arizona. He's certainly having to give the plan to Monty Osenfort and Michael Bidwell, the owner, and the general manager and owner, respectively, out in Arizona, and probably told them some guys that he thinks could be great to, on his staff. Maybe Patulo is one of those. Maybe Brian Johnson, which, again, Johnson's relationship with the Hurts family, you don't really see that happening where he leaves Philadelphia. But Mike Patulo follows Steichen or Gannon instead of coming here to Carolina. We'll see. But Jim Bob Cooter spent three years – as Jim Caldwell's offensive coordinator there in Detroit before Caldwell was fired. And then Matt Patricia derailed Jim Bob Cooter's career to where he finally landed on his feet down in Jackson as a passing coordinator under Doug Peterson, a guy who once again used to employ Frank Reich there in Philadelphia the year they won the Super Bowl. So we'll see how it plays out. But a little bit more of the dominoes falling as we try to figure out who the next OC is going to be here in Carolina. We look at this staff that is already becoming one of the best staffs in the NFL. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN.com, he tweeted that out on Tuesday. Very impressed with what Frank Reich is doing, what David Tepper is doing, what this Carolina Panthers organization is doing by finally looking like a serious organization and going out there and getting some big-time experienced coaches. Just got to get that quarterback right next. And speaking of getting the quarterback right, I – for the life of me, do not understand how there is a mock draft out there saying the Carolina Panthers are going to give up the number nine pick for Justin Fields and then allow the Chicago Bears to take Bryce Young at number one overall, then Paris Johnson at number nine overall, and the Panthers get no first-round picks. It just doesn't make any sense to me, y'all, and I'll tell you why here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. But before I do that, this episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You have heard me talk about this mobile game app pretty much all NFL season long. And I cannot tell you how much fun I had competing. It's my fellow Locked On NFL host this past fall, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. My guy came out as the Locked On NFL champion. And now it's your turn to compete. But I'll tell you more about that later. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect aspect of your team play through seasons and lead your team to glory by trying to build a dynasty with ultimate football gm you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators trading players navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to and now we've, recreate, we've created a locked-on league for you to compete against locked-on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the app to join so you can create your football dynasty. Locked-on Panthers listeners get 100% free bonus to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Back in 2021, the Carolina Panthers sat there with the eighth overall pick and had a chance to take Justin Fields out of Ohio State. And as I told y'all leading up to that draft, I thought that the best two quarterbacks in that draft were Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson and Justin Fields out of The Ohio State University. Coming out of high school, those two guys were the best quarterbacks in the country. And when they were in college as juniors and draft eligible, they were still the best quarterbacks. Now, Zach Wilson, for whatever reason, went ahead of Justin Fields. He's been god-awful in New York with the Jets. Bless his heart, but he's terrible. And then Trey Lance, have not seen enough of him to know whether he's the answer long-term or not in San Francisco. And he might have been Wally Pitt by Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy, and that could have been the case had Purdy been able to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl and eventually won that. But we'll see what happens. But either way, the Panthers had their opportunity to to take Justin Fields almost two years ago in that 2021 NFL draft. They let it be known five weeks before the draft that they had no interest in Lance or Fields or Mac Jones to be their next franchise quarterback when they decided to trade away his second third, and a six-round pick to the New York Jets for the services of Sam Darnold. Right then and there, the Carolina Panthers told you that the direction they were going in was trying to rehab a quarterback who was terrible in New York with the Jets, like basically every quarterback is who plays for the New York Jets. So now, fast forward to middle of February here in 2023, there is a mock draft out there that has been DM'd me so many times in the last couple days, and it is driving me insane. The 33rd team, which is a website out there, I believe, that was started by someone, some former NFL GM. But look, the people that, that are on here that work for them, you got Rondé Barber, who just went into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you got Matt Castle. Rich Gannon's a part of it. Greg Jennings. Uh, Greg Jennings. Uh, Chris Long. Um, let's see, Mitchell Swartz. He used to play. Rod Woodson's a part of it. Joe Thomas. You got Bill Cowher, Eric Mangini. There's there's a bunch of like former Wade Phillips coaches, general managers, yada yada yada, that are a part of this website that give analysis and which is great. Plenty of awesome football minds. I'm just confused by this mock draft that they put out there. Now the mock draft was not done by any of the people that I just mentioned there um, on that rundown. The mock draft was done by uh, a couple of gentlemen, uh, Kevin Cohn who is a former scouting assistant for the Jacksonville Jaguars and assistant director of player personnel for uh, UConn. (laughs) Uh, Justin Casey, who worked for the Arizona Cardinals in football administration, then as a senior player personnel executive for the Montreal Alouettes of the the Canadian Football League. There's Evan Pritt, a former scouting assistant for the Eagles and former player personnel assistant for uh, University of Maryland. So notice, all former, none current, and the only one who seems to be current right now well, no, that's not that's not current either. No, I've never heard any of these guys. Former guys who were lower staffers at the NFL level. Does not mean that they don't know what they're talking about, but this is just an asinine mock draft they put out there. And I, and I believe all mock drafts, for the most part, are crazy. Some of them, like the ones on ESPN.com, are actually source material. You'll see that with the Athletic with Dane Brugler, actually source material. But some of these and the ones that especially that y'all like to see that send to me that you guys do on PFF, they're just people out there throwing things to the wall and thinking, hey, this might be a good idea, even though this would be a terrible idea. According to them, they think the Carolina Panthers should trade the ninth overall pick to the Chicago Bears for Justin Fields. Then they have the Chicago Bears with the number one pick in the NFL draft, taking Bryce Young out of Alabama. Then later with that number nine pick that they got from Carolina for Fields, taking Paris Johnson in the offensive tackle out of the Ohio State University. 
Send this mock draft and all mock drafts straight to hell. Are you crazy, man? So you're telling me that the Panthers should trade their first-round pick to Chicago, not for Chicago to move back to nine and for Carolina to stay there at one and take whoever they want, but for the Panthers to take Justin Fields, who they could have had two years ago, and then to also allow the Bears to take a player at number nine and Carolina gets no first-round pick at all for the services of a quarterback who's going into his third year, who we don't know is going to be the answer or not for the Carolina Panthers. Two years ago, I think my first episode here on Locked on Panthers was telling y'all why it did not make any sense at all for the Carolina Panthers to trade for Sam Darnold. And it was not necessarily just on the basis of Darnold's no good. It was on the basis of the contract. We talk all the time in the NFL about the value of that rookie wage salary contract, how that allows you to extend some players and having that window where when you have a rookie quarterback on that small contract, you can potentially pay some of these other players. And if you have the right guy, you can win a Super Bowl. That's what the Bills are trying to do. That's what the Bengals are trying to do. Now they're going to have to extend Joe Burrow. That's, of course, what the Chargers wanted to do with Justin Herbert, but they're going to have to extend him. And the Kansas City Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes, and they just won again on Sunday with Mahomes making, what, $50 million a year, whatever crazy salary he's getting, which is probably less than he really should be getting out there in Kansas City. That has been the blueprint. Now it's important, though, that you get the right quarterback. So for the Carolina Panthers, when it came to Sam Darnold, it didn't make sense to me because Darnold, one, was not the right quarterback, but two, you had to make a decision immediately on his future with the team by exercising his fifth-year option. And when you give up three three picks, the second, third, and sixth that they gave the New York Jets, the only logical move, I guess second, fourth, and sixth, my fault, second, fourth, and sixth, the only logical move from there is to exercise the fifth-year option because you're not giving up three picks – And paying the guy $4 million just to see whether it works out for one year. Because if he does work out, then you're going to have to extend him and pay him big-time money or franchise tag him, which is still going to be more than what he played on this past year with the fifth-year option. So as much as I hated the fifth-year option, the thing I hated at first was just bringing in Sam Darnold at all because then you you wouldn't have the roster flexibility as far as the salary cap goes because he quickly needed to be paid. You quickly need to make a decision on what to do with him. And that's the same case of Justin Fields. I think Fields is a better player than Sam Darnold. I don't know, though, if he's the answer for Chicago or for Carolina or for any of the 32 teams in the National Football League. I think he made strides last year, certainly with his legs. Luke Getze, who's the OC there in Chicago, catered the offense to the strength of the team, which was running the football. He's going to have to develop as a passer. I think he can do that. I think he will do that. I think he'll be a fine player. I just don't think it makes sense for the Carolina Panthers to then to trade a first-round pick for a player, then have him play this year, and then after the season, you have to make a decision on, do you want to exercise fifth-year option? Do you want to extend him? What do you want to do? You don't get the flexibility that you would get by drafting a quarterback this year and having three years to find out. You really only have one year to find out whether Justin Fields is that guy because you can go out there and decide to decline the option and then let him play his fourth year in a contract year and then decide to franchise tag him or transition or whatever you want to do and maybe extend him after that, but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. The best path for the Carolina Panthers if they want to trade anything in the first round is to trade up with Arizona who sits there at three or trade up with Chicago to get the number one pick and to take whoever they want at quarterback, not to get Justin Fields and then to allow the Bears to get Bryce Young or Stroud, whoever they like at one, and then also get a player at nine 
that is just asinine to me that that is even a thought process that people have. Come on, man. It doesn't make any sense at all. Scott Fitterer is still here as a general manager. Y'all can blame Rule all you want. I know there's been reports that Tepper liked Justin Fields and all that. Say whatever you want. Scott Fitterer is still a general manager. And Scott Fitterer is still the man running the draft rooms the last two years. If Scott Fitterer really wanted Justin Fields, he would have made it happen. They would have said, fine, whatever. We got Sam. We're going to bring in Justin Fields. I didn't think that would make a ton of sense because why would you trade for Sam Darnold and then go draft a quarterback when you could have clearly at the beginning of it all sat there at eight and gotten Mac Jones or Justin Fields? You didn't need to go trade for Sam Darnold. But Scott Fitter is still here. And if Scott Fitter really believed in Justin Fields and wanted Justin Fields, I believe he would have gotten him. And I believe the Panthers truly believed in any of those quarterbacks, whether it was Lance or Jones or Fields who we knew would likely be available at eight, they would have taken one of those guys, but they didn't. So why two years later with a new coaching staff and the ability to get a quarterback this year at nine or moving up, why, oh, why, oh, why would it make any sense at all to then trade up to just or trade just to get Justin Fields, who's running out of his rookie wave scale cap contract? It doesn't make any sense at all. It's ridiculous. I don't think it's a terrible idea to try and trade for Justin Fields, but what they let out here makes no sense at all to me. At all. I mean, what are we doing, man? So, no. No, I don't want them to trade for Justin Fields. If they're going to trade at all, trade up, get your own quarterback. Start the clock. Don't get in the middle of the clock. Come on, man. All right. So, the Panthers apparently are also going to be um, <laughs> potential uh, suitors for Derek Carr here in Carolina as he's now officially been cut by the Raiders. I guess we can get into that one too and why that doesn't make a lot of sense uh, right here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Oh, but before we do that, guys, let's talk about FanDuel, our new official sports betting partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Seriously, send every single mock draft straight to hell. <laughs> Matt Miller of ESPN.com, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper Jr., uh, Jordan Reed, those four. If they send them out, then fine, because they have talked to people. 
And really, any mock draft before the combine is ridiculous. And even more so, any mock draft before free agency plays out is ridiculous. Because these teams could go out there and could fulfill those needs. But all you see right now is Carolina Panthers taking a quarterback, which makes sense. Maybe the Panthers go out there and get a quarterback. But right now, it doesn't really matter what any of these mock drafts say because we have not even assembled the full staff here. There's going to be maybe different scouts that come here, but we don't have – free agency hasn't played out yet. The combine hasn't happened. They're all meaningless. And I I keep getting questions from y'all about the draft, what they should do, which I don't know. I don't know what they should do. What I need to see is who the coach is first. Who's going to be the damn OC here in Carolina? Then I need to see what players are going to keep around. I need to see that before I can tell you what I think they should do. What I think the best path forward right now is to draft a quarterback. But that could change depending on how things play out over the next month or so. Now, I feel like come April, I'm still going to be like draft a quarterback because I don't see the Carolina Panthers going out there and getting a veteran who would actually come in and be thought of as the answer, not just for 2023, but for 24, 25, 26, and maybe even beyond that. Which now brings us back to Derek Carr. I talked about this last week, that when Derek Carr was still up to be traded, that the Carolina Panthers should bring him in for a visit in an effort to raise the price for the New Orleans Saints, who seem to be the team that are the most interested in Derek Carr at this point in time. Now, the New York Jets, who also need a quarterback and have a roster that they want to maximize with a veteran, they're a team who it appears would be interested in Derek Carr. The first guy that they would want after he gets out of his darkness retreat or whatever the hell he's calling it is Aaron Rodgers, who has a relationship, of course, with Nathaniel Hackett, who was a massive failure as a head coach this past fall in Denver, but is one of the guys that Aaron Rodgers loved there in Green Bay. Why? Don't know. Don't really care. But that's kind of how things are working out there in New York. So Derek Carr will be an option there for them, for the Saints. But according to Adam Schefter, who sent out this tweet earlier Tuesday afternoon, he said that the Raiders officially informed quarterback Derek Carr that he has been released per source. Team released him before $40.4 million in his contract became guaranteed on Tuesday. Carr is now a free agent and is expected to draw interest from the Saints and Panthers amongst others and lord i hope not (laughs) i understand doing your due diligence and if he comes in here and talks to carolina i don't really feel like it's worth people going out there and freaking out now that i've said that people absolutely go out there and freak out and even if i didn't say that people would freak out if Derek carr came here to carolina and had a visit it does not mean the carolina panthers are going to bring in Derek carr and it's a possibility like with the raiders how they structured his contract this past year they were able to get out of it after a year, which they did. Now, I don't think the Panthers want to go with Derek Carr for another year and then decide to have a quarterback after that. I don't think they want to keep playing musical chairs with the quarterbacks. The most sense to me is you bring back Darnold or you bring in Brissett or Andy Dalton and you let them be the starter maybe or you let them be the backup and throw out the rookie week one if the rookie is ready. But it does not make a ton of sense to me for the Panthers to spend whatever it's going to take to bring Derek Carr here especially with the salary cap situation the Panthers have. Like, you want to have flexibility by bringing in a rookie contract. I don't know how much flexibility you're going to be able to have with Derek Carr, even if you maneuver maneuver things where you have void years at the end of this contract. Like, that's still going to be dead money that you're going to have to eat if he leaves after a season. The Panthers don't need to be putting themselves in that position when they are already going to likely have dead money with Shaq Thompson moving forward. They already have it with Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. I don't see that making a lot of sense for the team. He's a fine player. I think in the past, had he been available, like last year, I would have been totally fine with that. 
But now that the Panthers are in position to get a rookie quarterback and after bringing in Teddy, who I never really believed that they thought was actually the franchise, but was more of a bridge guy, but then running out of patience there and then bringing in Sam Darnold and then bringing in Baker Mayfield, why would you do that again with Derek Carr? Like Derek Carr is a better player than all three of the men I just listed, but Derek Carr is not someone who I envision ever hoisting Lombardi Trophy and leading Super Bowl Parade down any city as in, in America, especially if he's a starting quarterback. He could be the backup and that might happen, but as a starting quarterback, I don't see that. Like with the whole Justin Fields thing, them opting not to draft him but deciding to trade for Darnold and then not stick with Teddy and then draft a quarterback and then potentially bring in Justin Fields, that would not be making up for their error. That would be compounding the mistakes of the past. That's the same situation here with Derek Carr. It would not be making up for the lack of an answer. A quarterback could just be compounding mistakes of the past because you don't have a player who we know for sure is the answer long term. He can probably get to the playoffs this year, and I've already said with New Orleans, if he goes there, they're going to be division favorites as of this moment in time. Does not mean that's going to be the case after free agency and the draft plays out or even when the season rolls around come August and September, but they would be a team I would think would have a chance to go to the playoffs. The Panthers aren't just looking to just go to the playoffs. They're trying to be a team that can win a Super Bowl, that team that can be consistently above 500, which they've never been in franchise history. I don't see how Derek Carr is going to be able to buck the trend of what we've been able to – we've had the witness over the last two seasons, three-plus seasons here in Carolina – at the quarterback position. So, yeah, fine. You can bring him in for a visit, but the interest does not need to be that serious for the Carolina Panthers. Due diligence, really no problem with that. Not a huge deal. But Derek Carr to Carolina, that ain't the move at all. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to watch the show and to subscribe to the show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, free and available everywhere. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe there so you never miss a single edition of the show. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter. Participate in the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.